0: You're listening to the Heath Fluence Podcast, and we're having candid and actionable conversations about your health, relationships, business, and ministry. And now here's your host, the second chance Coachman, Michael David Huey. Welcome to another session of the Heath Fluence Podcast. It's been really hot in Florida. I'll just be honest. My wife bought me this really cool fan that's actually right here beside me that makes it like 10 degrees cooler up in here. And I'll just say this, the bigger picture of the Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor with God. As I become closer to God, I realize that more and more every day. And so I'm always excited to do these things. But what I do is, is I get on with my guests before and then we realize how much we have in common. like. Dr. Carson's living in Ohio. We were talking about ministry and and my new position with the fellowship of Christian athletes. And, you know, just how, when you set aside your own agenda Mm -hmm. and you realize that when the word of God says to lean not on your own understanding, Mm -hmm. to honor him and he'll direct your paths. I think we both have, I think you'll find out by the time we're done with this call today, my (laughs) guest, and I always believe in divine appointments. Like I went on to Clubhouse a couple of weeks ago. I heard this sweet voice speaking and I just asked a question. I was actually the first, they they let people ask questions. And I was the first person to ask a question Mm -hmm. in conjunction. And the question just went on. And then we dialogued back and forth for a little while about (laughs) her ministry, what I had seen. My wife and I are huge advocates to put an end to human trafficking. And we're putting on the movie, The Sound of Freedom at our church. This Friday, actually. And I'm going to do some things with that, which I'm excited about that. And my guest today, you know, she's a human rights leader. I'm not going to tell everything. I told her this. I don't tell everything about everybody. <laughs> I just do. A, and she was very good. I'll just say this. She was obedient. I asked for a small bio. And most people will give you like this, you know, two mm. pages of something. She gave me like this little thing. And that's, <laughs> we call that obedience, right? We yes. Call obedience. <laughs> and so... You know, she's an author, you know, she's a speaker. She's been on the chair of the USA Advisory Council on Trafficking. She just has a heart. She's one of the foremost experts on human and sex trafficking. And now she's my friend, which is even better. Like we just have built a friendship now that I believe will make a massive impact in the kingdom. I shared with Dr. Carson that at the beginning of this year, the Lord gave me two big things to ask Mm -hmm. for and to do and one was fasting which most people hate fasting like if you look at only about five percent to ten percent of americans actually fast and the bible actually says doesn't make it as a suggestion he makes it as a requirement for us to fast like he says when you fast i will Mm -hmm. do this not if you fast i will Mm -hmm. do this right Mm -hmm. and then he said I want you to pray and constantly ask, seek, and knock for the wisdom and discernment of Solomon. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and my good friend, and Dr. Carson knows uh, Dr. Myron Golden too. He teaches how to Mm. build ministries and businesses, which I have both. And I said this to the Lord. I was like, Lord, I work about 20 hours a week. Now you want me to work 50 to 60 hours a week again? And he's like, it's because it's about me and not about you. That's right. My grandmother always said this anytime the Lord tells you to do this, there's always a short term imbalance for a long term gain. Yeah. Think about that at what I just spoke. Mm. There's a short term imbalance for a long term gain. And she said, whenever you do something with diligence, and I'm re- I told Dr. Carson I'm reading and training to go to boot camp for the Fellowship of Christian athletes, and it's confirming everything that I've believed in my heart, right? Like mm. about giving about funding. I mean, Jesus very ministry. When he walked with the disciples was funded by other people, the food that they ate, the places Mm -hmm. that they stayed. And and why did he do that? He did that because he wanted to lead by example of the things and the ways that they should live their life. Yes. And that really pierced my heart today. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is so good. And so Dr. Marlene Carson, welcome to the heatfulness podcast. I'm so excited that you're here.
1: I am excited that I'm here. Thank you for the opportunity. I am pumped. <laughs> I know,
0: right? Come on, girl. Yes. On. So as I said before, I, I don't share a little bit about who you are because I feel it's important that the most important thing that we have, you know, it's funny. I did a quick little video yesterday when I was leaving BJ's. It's a kind of like Costco or Sam's Club here yeah, yeah, yeah. Here mm-hmm. in Florida. We and, have that here. Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought they had it in Ohio. Heck, I'm from Ohio. I should know that. But <laughs> I'm just a people. I love people. Like mm-hmm. my, and you'll hear that at the end of this. I always say, love God, love people, and live with passion, mm-hmm. vision, mm-hmm. and purpose. Mm-hmm. Right? Like people are looking for encouragement, and so yes. one of the managers at BJ's, every time she sees me, she comes right over to me and helps me. And then this time she said, "Oh, you can't be in this line. You got more than twenty things. You got to come over <laughs> and make someone else take care." Of. She goes, "No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding." She said, "I just want to tell you something." She goes they drag me from the liquor store to the parking lot to the gas station hmm. she says but every time i see you you brighten my day mm. and people are looking for that people are looking yeah. for someone to encourage she says you're my favorite customer yeah. she goes and where have you been i haven't seen you right and mm-hmm. so people like that they know what you want and you want to be i told my wife when i got in the car i was like man we need to go back there and like give something to her, like mm-hmm. encourage her and strength. And and she's like, yeah, let's do it. So mm-hmm. always think and be aware of how you can be a blessing to others. So and I believe that starts with our story. So mm-hmm. Dr. Carson once you. I'm going to be honest. I want to know like I want to know where okay. you, where you started, where you're from. Like tell me about Dr. Marlene Carson.
1: So one of the things you should know about Dr. Marlene Carson is I'm a lover of God and I'm a lover of people.
0: So, see, right I told you, you got we had that in right right? There. You have the
1: gist of everything right there, okay? Come on. <laughs> so I am born and raised in Columbus, Ohio.
0: Oh, wait.
1: Yeah, I-O. Come on. <laughs> born and raised right here in the city, see, in bus. the capital city. Uh-huh. And so this is also where my trauma started. This is the city I was actually taken from when I was exploited as a 15 year old girl raised in the church, two parent household. I'm the youngest of five siblings. And yes, I was exploited to sell sex and prostitution. Mm. And so, you know, with that being said, it's really interesting as I, um, You know, I know I look good now, but I'm 60 years old. I'll be 61 pretty soon. Stop lying. So
0: (laughs) So I'll be 61 (laughs)
1: pretty soon. But so when I think about the journey, when I really think about the journey, we started a housing organization in 2008. So I've housed probably well over 800 survivors, victims, and thank you, and their children. And so it's really, really interesting how from 2008 to 23 how things have evolved. And I look at my start coming out of the life of exploitation and, and trafficking. There were no services. There was no TVPA. There was no traffic victim no movies, protection. No nothing. There's no Oh, no, no. And definitely there were no movies for people of color, period. There still aren't. But so that's no. all another topic. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, there's not. And so what's interesting, Mike, we had a facility I actually just I'll tell you a little bit about that. But I had a heart attack in April. So that's another thing.
0: Oh, and we'll have to talk about that more too because she knows what I do for a living, help people to-
1: Yeah, I do. I know. That's why I no, said we got to talk we, after this. We, show. We,
0: yeah. we, we got lots to talk about, girls. So we got lots to talk let's, about. Let's dive in.
1: But prior to that, I had a 32-bed facility on nine acres in Amish country. If you've been down to a beautiful, beautiful place. But the type of survivors that we served there were different. And that's really something I think you should know. One of the ladies had two degrees, master's from Oxford. One of the ladies had her degree from Harvard. Wow. And these survivors were afraid to go outside. So they did 90% of their work online because of the trafficking, the exploitation. One of them was trafficked by our parents. And so I just look at like how this industry has changed so much since I started this work in 2008. And for me, the trafficker never put me on drugs. I've never tasted alcohol a day in my life. And so I sit, come on. I just praise God for that, to be quite honest, because I meet very few survivors that have not been in addiction. Very, very few. I have met some, but very, very few. And so I just think about, wow, how even in that, one of my favorite scriptures, Mike, is when the Lord turns again, the captivity of Zion. Mm. We were like them that dreamed the dream. That's Psalms 126. And I used to hear my grandmother quote that scripture, Great. how be it that I would be put in captivity. Come on. And so that was the thing that gave me hope that I knew that I would get out of it. I didn't know how I was going to get out of it. I knew I would get out of it because my grandmother always said when and not if.
0: uh. <laughs> so we all have a win moment. I don't, my brother, my grandmother always said the same thing. She always say, when you do this, when you do this, exactly. when you do this, yeah. when you go there, when you get married, mm, not mm, if mm, you mm, get married or when. when.
1: So to me, we all have a win moment. We will all have a win moment. And that win moment, how you actually treat it, accept it, embrace it, my is God. going to determine your W-I-N. After your W-H-E-N, if you are obedient to it. Yeah, so I just think about all that, how God, you know, when you ask the question, you know, the journey and where I've come from, to even sit on the U.S. Advisory Council was such an honor to me. I was appointed by Trump, and it was such an honor to me to be a part of the U.S. Advisory Council on Trafficking, and then most recently to be appointed chairman of that council. I'm just in awe of God. Yeah, I'm just in awe of God because I know where my life came from,
0: right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I know where I come from. And so actually my book is in another book. I have seven books out, but I have one more coming out soon. And it's with the uh, the, uh, publisher right now. And one of the things that I say in that book is this may be what I come out of prostitution, but this is not where I come from. Mm. See, I come from the mind of God uh-huh About yeah you know. the many transitions way public before deliverances, the foundation of the world way before the foundation of the world way i before. know where i come from
0: <laughs> i know i know we yes. all go and we all go and when you said that we all go through things right like we go yes through. We i mean, do. I, I was raised by an alcoholic father who beat my mother See? My, my mother went to be with the lord recently and, and i just don't you know what i do anymore like My wife gave me the mentality, Dr. Carson, a Pontius Pilate. Okay. She she just said, you lean in as you're washing Mm -mm, your hands mm -mm. to the Lord. And she said, you have no part with things that bring drama or separation, anxiety or fear or worry. Mm
1: -mm. So, so. We'll have no part of that. None. You know, what's really interesting that even when I was, I serve survivors, you know, I support them in what they do. And it's really interesting how I've I've come across some that have severe mental health, right? I mean, severe mental health. Yep. But there is a way that we connect, that the anointing of God that's been put on my life, that we connect. And I remember calling a doctor, one of them's doctor, who said she was paranoid schizophrenic. She was on like nine psychotropic meds. And so I remember calling him and asking him, is there any way we can wean her off of some of this medicine? Mm -hmm. And Mike, he said to me, well, if you don't think she needs it, then you need it. And I said, okay, well, at least I know where you stand. But eight months later, that same doctor called me back and he said, I don't know what you're doing. Keep doing it. And we're going to wean her off these meds.
0: Praise God. She's now
1: on, praise God, because this girl was a walking zombie. And now she's graduated valedictorian of her high school. I mean, she is doing absolutely phenomenal. And so to watch that happen like that, and for the doctor to finally say, we're going to wean her off of these meds, and now she's on two meds, and it's only by choice because she thinks she needs to have them. But for real, God has healed, and she doesn't need to have them. And what I see is the power of God moving through the lives of people. When he said the anointing destroys the yoke. I'm a witness that the anointing destroys the yoke and sets the captive
0: free. 100%. And and you know what? So let me comment on what you just said there, because I think it's super important. You know, we prayed and we let God, we let God arise and his enemies be scattered, right? Like we're here to glorify him. And it's funny because I had a client that kind of became like a daughter now to us. My wife, wife. we helped her. She was, she was traumatized by a lady who Mm. hit her while she was walking to school. And the lady got out and beat her Mm. and she was traumatized for years. When she came to me, she was, this happened at 14. She was 22 and she was on 21 medications. She went, she went in the military at 19, had shot and killed multiple people, you know, kids and you, and she was traumatized. She was traumatized by that. Right. Sure. And when I got done with her just a couple of weeks ago, we were talking and, and she calls every couple of days just to check in. And she's kind of like our daughter now, as I said. And she's down to two medications. Okay, come Obviously, on. A of yes. twenty-one medications,
1: yes. Raised in a Thank Jewish you, home,
0: raised in a Jewish home. Now born again. Come on. And now finally seeing that that trauma was not her identity, because a lot of it times, w- a lot of times, Doctor Carson, <laughs> they go from one trauma to medicational trauma to sexual trauma. Yeah, all that. Talk about that. Talk about trauma and what effects you've seen in your work, because I think for me, like, you know, I won't go into this, but right before my mom died, she came to me and told me some things that completely blew me away. Like things that she'd been holding for 40 or 50 years Sure, sure. about a family member. And Mm -hmm. I was devastated. I was devastated. Mm -hmm. And that person's went to be with the Lord, too, now. And... I could have either let it traumatize me and just have, you know, anxiety and bitterness and stuff, Mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. for the most part it does to people, you know. Mm -hmm. But I Mm -hmm. used it as a way of grace and mercy and healing and love and gratitude towards the things that, you know, my mom protected me from, you know, and things that we protected each other from. So talk about that the effect Mm -hmm. of trauma and how people go through the healing process and that works, how that works.
1: So I see trauma as, this is gonna sound like a very vague analogy, but just flow with me here. I got you. I got so you. So let's say you have a person and in their soul realm, it looks like a watermelon. Okay. I like watermelon, by the way.
0: Me too. And so <laughs> Dr. Nair. Dr. Nair. it looks like a
1: watermelon. I just
0: I just found one the other day about this big, and when I was tapping on it and I opened it up, it was like
1: oh yeah. I just I, I wanted to two.
0: sing. I was like angels were singing <laughs> around me.
1: Yeah, no. yeah, I had one of those too. And I had a cantaloupe, but that's a whole nother story. Oh, okay. So, um, And so, this watermelon gets hit by a baseball bat. Ooh. And so, what happens, you see all these fragments, all these parts. What happens with a traumatized soul is that the biggest part of that person goes underneath the surface, if you will. And then... You see the person that's able to, to work a job, they're still able to go to school, they're still able to function in life, they can go to church, but every now and then, you see that part coming to the surface.
0: Mm.
1: And when that part comes to the surface, it's not a pretty thing most of the time. Wow. And so people don't seem to understand that trauma affects your hippocampus, your memory. It also affects your soul. It Trauma absolutely affects your soul. And so when David said he restored my soul, that's what I believe David was talking about. Mm -hmm. I believe that David was saying God restored my soul from the trauma I experienced. And so I believe we as the people of God need to all you talking about doing a fast. I think sometimes we need to fast for our soul. Come on. Sometimes we need to get our soul parts together because when you deal with life and some of the things that's happening in our world today, it is traumatizing. And then the hippocampus remembers every memory, everything that did happen, every smell that when it happened. And so when those things come back up, your broken pieces remember the trauma, Ooh. remember the pain. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I just believe we all should pray. Lord restore my soul. Come on. Restore my soul. Come on. I even see in the process of being healed from my own trauma I went through a process personally been going to the same church forever and ever and so for three years straight instead of sitting in a chair or in a pew I literally lay flat prostrate at the altar.
0: Come for on. Three years,
1: for three years and so I because I couldn't understand you it. You wasn't in Rod I Parsley's
0: church were you? Um, no,
1: I know where his church probably. is, but I've never, I've been never been a member of his church. I've had What's some there?
0: amazing things. My wife had a vision that she told to him while we were there, and it's came to pass since he had that. Praise
1: yeah. God, praise so, God. No, no, yeah, some, I've been there... on his breakthrough show a couple of times, oh. but I've never. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me
0: tell you something. The students and the kids that go there. Oh, phenomenal. Spoken word and and I mean all that. Phenomenal. I'm, I get goosebumps. I want to one day. One day I'll, I'll tell you a side note. you before you go on is when I was there. At his church, I got there early, and the choir and all of the youth kids were praying. Oh
1: my goodness. We're
0: praying in tongues behind the curtain, right? Oh my it
1: literally, like it, it, it
0: literally sounded like the day of Pentecost.
1: Yeah. I bet it is. It
0: literally sounded like the day of Pentecost. And it literally got louder and louder. And you know what I said to my buddy? I was like, is it hot in here? Is it just me? He's like,
1: <laughs> No, he said,
0: This is the fire it's of God. The fire.
1: It's, it's the, the fire of
0: God. God. So no, I, I can tell it. you
1: stories. I've been there many times. I can definitely tell you some amazing stories. That has happened there. But so now you made me forget my thought.
0: No, you were laying prostate. on Yeah, on, I would on, always okay.
1: lay prostate for three years straight. And I will walk around my house with my hands behind my head. And I will say, Lord, let this mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. I did that for three years straight. And sometimes I'll still do it because I always want to walk in a place of wholeness. When Jesus told Lori. that woman... Your faith has made you whole. I believe that there is a level that we can go to beyond healing. We can be whole. And just not too long ago, I was at an event. It was an event with victims of satanic ritual abuse. This is so, it was some deep, heavy stuff. And so a lady walked up to me and she said, Do you mean to tell me I can be healed like you? And that's all you can be healed. Like you, <laughs> you can be healed. Like whatever level God wants to heal you in whatever level you're able to receive and accept. No, you can be healed like you, mm-hmm. but you can be whole. Absolutely.
0: Ha. You know, when, Absolutely. You said, yeah, when you, when you say that, I really have enjoyed the series, the chosen.
1: Oh my God. Everybody and let me, and, let
0: me, about and it. the new one's getting ready to come out. And, and a couple of oh weeks, weeks ago, Jeremy, who plays Jesus and Dallas, the director, and, you know, he talked about a letter that was written about that scene of the lady who pushed through and how she had just, wow. she, this lady had just lost a child. She was called to go into full-time ministry to minister to women who lost a child. And my then God. she lost a child right after that. And when you said that, it made me think, you know, when she pushed through the crowd, Dr. Carson, yeah, and Jesus God. said, who touched me? Mm -hmm. You know, everybody like Peter's like, Lord, everybody's touching you. She said, he said, no, someone with Mm -hmm. faith. Right. Mm -hmm. When you said that it's our faith, right? Like it's my faith, right? It's Mm -hmm. my faith to step out and to go into ministry. Right. Like it's my vertical and horizontal relationship with Jesus that allows me like the Levites, right. And the Israelites and they received, what the israelites gave to god and then god gave back to the levites right with a posture open right Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. let me receive my healing because what's next more healing more healing where i mean it's like when bartimaeus brought the blind lady to jesus and he needed the healing too yeah. And as he healed the lady, then he healed him too, right? And he healed like, him too. Like that's healing, 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 yes, healing. Yes, yes, yes. Because of an expectation. And you know, it's funny. And then I, I want to ask you one more question. My sure. grandmother used to always say this, Doctor Carson. She used to say because she was a thinker. She used okay. to talk to me while she would crochet.
1: Oh my! And I never
0: <laughs> figured it out. Like I couldn't get the whole through the thing while I love crocheting, it, let alone like mm-hmm. you know talking and doing it right. And she would <laughs> no make these, she would make these big old blankets that yeah, were like, me too. you know, during the winter <laughs> We're like, oh, let me get that blanket. Right. Yes. And, and she would just talk to me. She would call me son. She would call me son. And she would say, do you know why Jesus didn't heal everybody in the tomb that Lazarus was in? And I was hmm. like, I was like, what? And okay. she said, she said he healed Lazarus because of the faith of Mary.
1: Yeah, he said, God.
0: if there was more people there that had the faith that she had,
1: but I Lord, had it's been them.
0: three days, right? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he mm. would have said, "She's this." Is what she said to me, Doctor Cross, she said, mm. "He would have said everybody come out, not just had yeah. Lazarus come out.
1: My he would have
0: said everybody,
1: everybody, come come out. right? On.
0: Because she went there with an expectation." The same mm-hmm. ministry that you had, you, you took a situation that happened to you and you turned it into a ministry and yeah. a calling and a destiny yeah. to make sure that it, those things didn't happen to other people. Somebody right? else.
1: That's- and
0: I think that that representation of that, this is so good, that representation of that, you know, bleeding for My years, God. right, yeah. and yeah. pushing through. Pushing through, right? Yes. You no, know, just to grab a hold, right? Oh God. Oh and God. I've realized that recently that my identity and my destiny is not tied to rejection or, Mm-mm. you know, failure or anything like that, but to my destiny and my calling that God has on my life. So talk about that. Talk about what are some of your expectations and what you're doing right now? What are some big, deep plans and things that you have that God is doing right now that Ooh. you're looking forward to over this next season? I want to speak this before you go, okay?
1: Okay. I want to okay. speak
0: Haggai chapter 2 and verse 9 over your Thank life. Thank
1: you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, that
0: the latter days of your of yes. your home and I your ministry it. and your life and all that you I do to, are going to be greater than the former. Yes, Lord. Right? That God's provision and very... because. Whether you believe it's 5, 10, 25, 30, 50 years from now when the Lord comes back, it's about this new season of preparing to bring as many people as with us. That when people Mm -hmm. see us, they don't see us, right? They see Jesus. Mm -hmm, They they see the person. And and not everybody's going to see that person in you. But what did he say? He said he'd leave that one he said he'd mm-hmm. leave the 99 to, to go save the woman. the woman with the issue of blood. Mm-hmm. He said that he would leave that 99 to save Dr. Carson, That's right.
1: That's to right. save me.
0: So tell me what That's this right. next season looks like for you.
1: I want to tell you two things as the answer to that question is kind of two or threefold. I like it. When I think about future, I think about my past and what God has invested in me before I even got to this place. And so the scriptures that I often, that I grew up with, if the gospel be hid, is hid to them that are lost. Mm -hmm. How can they hear unless there's a preacher? Okay. And so I've been a soul winner for a long time. (laughs) That's who I am. Evangelist to my toenail. (laughs) On a daily basis, we're going to win souls for Christ. And you know what? Sometimes my it's not me preaching the gospel. A lot of times it's not. It's just me living the life in front of
0: being funny, being, being, Period. Hu- Is this,
1: I mean, literally. So um, I used to own the restaurant and we used to hire people coming from prison. Okay. Women coming out of prison. So I remember one girl came in and when she came in, she told me everything she wasn't going to do. I'm not cleaning the bathroom. I'm not cooking. I'm not sweeping the floor. Sweetheart, you in the restaurant. You're going to do all that before it's over with, but that's what she said. She wasn't going to do. And I said, okay. And so I hired her. I will let her come in and I would just sweep the floor and I would be talking to the Lord. And I will say, thank you, Jesus. And she would be like, you are crazy. You always <laughs> running around her talking about, thank you, Jesus. He ain't did nothing. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. And let bless her Lord. Can I tell you about a year later, what you think she's doing? Sweeping the floor, Blessing saying Jesus. thank you, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Period. Period. And so, oftentimes, when you meet people, you have to meet them where they are.
0: Yes, you gotta Come meet on. them where
1: they are. Talk about Paul that. Paul said, I Come became on. all things that I might that right win one. that right. We there. have just meet them where they are. And I think, even specifically, when it comes to traffic victims, I can tell you some horror stories that I've experienced with Christians. In the trafficking world. So one particular day, I had just got assaulted. I mean, brutally assaulted. And I was trying to get myself together to make my way wherever I was going. And this lady stopped me and she says, I just wanted to tell you that Jesus loves you. Well, can I be honest with you? I punched her in her face. I'm like, he loves you too. But I was angry. And so when you're talking about helping traffic victims, meet them where they are. Be Jesus and stop talking Jesus. You know Come what I'm on, saying? Come not right there. So, uh, yeah, be Jesus. Be the love. Be the life. You don't always have to talk it to do it. And so- Ooh, the, Say
0: that again. You don't have to talk it to what?
1: You don't have to talk it to do it. Come on. You don't. And so what my godmother, she is a phenomenal, she's a civil rights leader, just phenomenal woman of God. A funny story about her. She's 80 something years old, Mike. And I called her one day and I said, mother- what are you doing? <laughs> she said, get ready to go feed the senior citizens. I said, you do realize you are a senior, you are citizen, a senior of- citizen. You are a senior <laughs> citizen. <laughs> are you getting ready to go feed the
0: people? She getting ready to go feed her she friends.
1: Ready- and she, That's exactly what she do every week. But she told me something recently that I, I can't shake it. She said, Marlene, I want you to understand that movements change, but commitments don't.
0: Come on, say that again.
1: Movements change, but commitments don't. So the way you do a thing may look different, but your commitment to getting it done will never look different. So I've been in the anti-trafficking movement really since about 2005, legally since 2008. And I say legally, because that's when we started our first nonprofit. But what we see now, Mike, I've never thought, I didn't see this coming. And so we've been blessed to, have major donors support our organization. Just two major donors, okay? We don't solicit funds a lot or nothing like that. Which I'm not, believing that wrong. for my
0: I'm believing that for me too, girl. I'm believing that and for I me.
1: Tell, let me tell you something, Mike. I've never filled out a grant application and I received two million dollar grants. Okay. Come on. So so I, I can tell you that <laughs> I can tell you some stories about funding. That's kind of interesting.
0: Hey, I, I know one of the reasons why you're in my life now. You're gonna, you're gonna. Oh, leave. I can
1: tell you some stories about some funding now. Come on. And so, and so, what's really interesting? No
0: coincidence here today. That's Not all. all. My... So this morning, from nine a.m. till <laughs> noon, I was on the computer, no phone, no distractions. Okay. I am babysitting my dad's dog, and she's she's like a, another job. She's <laughs> she's fifteen, but she's the greatest. She's a okay. I love her. I just love animals. But okay. it was all about what you just talked about. It oh, I can. Uh, so funding. it was all about funding, and and yeah. I I smiled the whole time. Like I was just like, "This is great." And then when I and then when I then when I just heard you say that, I was like, "Oh, no coincidence here, Lord. You just using no coincidence. the person just to confirm." I actually,
1: that I have a chorus called "How to Create Sustainable Profit for Your Nonprofit," and it's not with grants. I'm not your grants girl.
0: No, and you all know right. it's funny that you say it's funny that you say that to a confirmation what you said. I was in. Tim Stories, I've been asked to be okay. in part of Tim Stories mentoring group, and okay. there's about sixty seven guys in there, right? Okay. And he wants to get to to a hundred, and I'm looking at some of these names, and it's like, I'm like, that's the guy that played Phantom of the Opera. Like I'm going through all. Okay. Of yeah. Things, yeah. Right? Sure. Like, I started seeing, and Nick Lowry, who was one of the greatest NFL speakers yeah. of all time, just kept going down through all these names. My friend Brian Hess, whose company went from zero to a hundred million.
1: My goodness. And and
0: another guy came on the other day. This guy, Zane, said he had given over $100 million to nonprofits. I was like...
1: Come on. Come on. So you know what? I heard Myron say something. Myron Golden, that is. I heard him say something. I did his class a couple of months ago. And he said something to a lady that kind of... I had to think about it before I responded to it, right? Yeah. And so this lady was telling him that she has a nonprofit and she needs funding And right now she's self-funding and he told her to shut it down. And so I know a time that I would have said, "Hmm, I don't know about that. But now I totally 100% agree. Shut it down. When I get on an airplane, what's the first thing they say? When you get on an airplane, in case of evacuation, put your mask on first. Then help the one sitting next to you. To me, that's a prophecy, okay? It's just prophetic at this point.
0: That's truth is what that is.
1: It's the truth. Take it, set you to free. Take you ain't yourself. got you dying
0: if you don't do that.
1: Come on. <laughs> and so what? What I even heard Myron really say is, sustain your household, sustain your family. Because to be quite honest, when I first started our nonprofit, I went eight years without a paycheck. Period. Eight years without a paycheck. And can I tell you that the way God sustained my life was absolutely incredible. But I also think it was foolish of me. For real, I think that we have to become sustainable in order to take care of someone else.
0: And I'm there. So so you can see how this relates to me, Dr.
1: Absolutely so. Because I'm already Absolutely sustainable.
0: So. I'm already sustainable, right? Like I have income coming in. That's yes, yes. Year. I'm on the board of one of the other areas here. And I saw how they raise a lot of money. And it's yes. constant donors. Just, they just sit down and they say, OK, how much do you want? Hey, if yeah. you sit down with another person, another person says, how much do you want? Oh, you want 5,000 yeah. for the year? Oh, yeah. I'll do that for the next 10 years.
1: That's what you do. I mean, I can tell you about that because I've done it since now in 2009. Come on. I started our organization in 2008, but I've done it since 2009. And <laughs> that last building I bought, that was a $2 million building. I know how to do it, okay? It's, it's evident. But the awesome part about it is you got to trust God in all the process. Mm-hmm. Because when I remember. Oh,
0: you got me going. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And this is another thing. And you have to remind me of this. So I, okay. I have to tell you now. So you can't remember. Then I'll let you let you move on. My friend, Jim Baker, Pastor okay. Jim Baker, who you need to meet, who is in Powell, Ohio, which is very close to Columbus.
1: I know Jim very well. He's you at you Zion. Really,
0: okay. You know, know and you know, he just bought a huge property in downtown Columbus. I,
1: I, I was his keynote speaker.
0: Okay. So you know Jim is one of my best friends. I can show friends. you the pictures. So you know Jim is one of my best friends, friends,
1: right? Okay. Well, I know him well.
0: <laughs> I, I want to be with him, him in two Zion. weeks. He's coming here in two weeks.
1: Awesome.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they're getting ready to do a project. They actually bought a building right in front of our state house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna fund women and and have a yes. hospital, and nurse, they've hired yes. nurses and all kinds of co- powerful.
1: I mean, it's absolutely powerful. I'm so I love glad it. that
0: we have this connection because this is so good. This Jim's one of my closest friends in, in life. So. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: That's so good. That is so good. I know a lot of people go to his church. Yep. Yes, my goodness. So I think that when with my godmother telling me that movements change, commitments don't.
0: Ooh, I wrote that down, girl.
1: When I tell you she's powerful, she's so powerful. And the wisdom that comes out of her is just, you know, totally beyond her years, even at her age is beyond her years. And so she's taught me how to really impart into survivors of trafficking from tools that she learned in the civil rights movement.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, it's been powerful. My life is pretty amazing. I love it.
0: Uh, absolutely love it well i'm I'm so glad that we've had the opportunity to share it. Time flies by when you're having fun, right? like when right, you, uh, right, right. When you dive in and and go, and so tell us how people can connect with you. I know it's there on the screen, but maybe they're yes. listening to the podcast. We'll put all this in the show notes and, and you asked me I,
1: something though I didn't quite give you the answer to in that yeah, no, go ahead, is,
0: finish up. It's We're about good.
1: futuristic things, so I didn't see this happening. But two years ago, the Lord really began to deposit in me to study about the civil rights movement. Oh, okay. And I've never been your power to the people kind of girl. I'm power to all people. John Carlos. (laughs) Yeah, I'm power (laughs) to all people. So, but because when it comes to exploitation and trafficking, women of color are the least serviced, we're the least funded. And out of all the millions of dollars the government has given, not one penny has gone to an organization of color, which is very sad. Okay. And so I can tell you a lot about that. But yeah, I can tell you a lot about that. And so we started something recently called BLAST. And BLAST is the acronym for Black Leaders Against Sex Trafficking. Uh. Our website is blastmovement.org.
0: Okay. And so...
1: Black Leaders Against Sex Trafficking is all about education and entrepreneurship. It's a disruptor, period. It is just a disruptor. We'll be holding our first event in Maryland for January 11th, National Human Trafficking Day. And we're asking entrepreneurs to come and teach and to impart wisdom, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I even thought about fluence because honestly, my, without me, we don't have a problem. And so we need men of integrity, men yeah. of character, godly yeah. men that will hold other men accountable, that will teach their sons to respect their daughters and their mother and their aunties and their, you know what I'm saying?
0: 100%. To respect women. 100%. We
1: need that in our country so bad, and that's not a black or white issue, it's just a, people, a people issue. issue. Mm-hmm. Just a people issue. Yes. And I think some of these issues that we have, if we just understand we all got issues, okay? But Blast is necessary. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited no, I about love it. it.
0: And I'll put that on there, blastmovement.org. I know that they can reach you at marlenecarson.com yeah. or marlene at marlenecarson.com. And we'll put all that in the show notes. I think it's good. And I want to say one quick thing before we end. You know, I've said this before, but I think it's important based on what you just said. I did a Bible study with a group of men from my church, from my old church, Pastor Dwight Rogers and Jeannie Rogers, just great men and women of God were an intricate part of the restoration of my marriage with my wife and I. Oh, and,
1: beautiful.
0: And we did a Bible study and they talked, they had interviewed thousands of men. And they, they found out mm. that one in 10 men have somebody that they feel they can talk to about things they're struggling with in their life.
1: Okay. Okay. And one, one in 10. 20, wow.
0: and one in 20 men have a best friend. Wow. And I started to think about it. Women are really good at it. Men are, women yeah. are really a lot better at it. Like. I don't say this just because she's my wife, but my wife doesn't need to be sticking needles in women's and people's arms and being a nurse. When people that get to know her, like I, she took on a couple coaching clients and I just watched these women's life. I watched these women go through deliverance and transformation mm-hmm. and their marriages were better. I mean, just mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. in this. And I saw it because of the representation of who she is. When you read yes. Proverbs 31, I always say when well, I've read it like 30 times. My wife is the, the but here's the thing that she has pushed me to be. Hmm. I'm that one in 10. I'm that one in 20. I have a best friend. I have somebody that I can lean on. You know, uh, Dr. Carson, one of my younger friends, he's an entrepreneur, been very successful, no, never graduated from high school, never went to college, so mm-hmm. made multiple seven figures in business, helping men. And he said this, and this was something that I thought was important he broke accountability down like this. He said, accountability is someone that holds you accountable for your abilities. Wow. Let me repeat that again. Wow. Someone that holds you accountable for
1: your your abilities.
0: And I always say this, the difference between wisdom and knowledge is the action that you take from Mm -hmm. the revelation that you receive. Mm
1: -hmm. If I
0: receive revelation from anything that we've talked about today and I don't take action on it, my friend Bruce Paulver breaks words down and he broke action, the word action into act on it.
1: Come on. Act
0: on it. it. Right. Action. It. Act on it. Mm-hmm. Right. And when mm-hmm. you, when you think about what we've talked about today, I think, you know, there's, here's an opportunity for you all to connect with someone that has made a difference, not only in her own life and the life of mm-hmm. others, but in the life of, of the kingdom. Like it's yeah. a, This, uh, and and I'm just going to speak this over to you. And I don't normally do this, but I feel like this is important. Like the Holy spirit, your ministry is kingdom. It's kingdom. Yes. It's the heart of the father. Amen. It's orchestrated by the Holy spirit. Totally. (laughs) And so I'm grateful. Like lately I've been in this season. Like I told you asking for wisdom sermon. And then when I heard you speak, I heard the Lord say podcast and connection. Mm -hmm. And, And then I was listening. I was on Tim's. Tim Story's mentorship program this week and a guy in Tampa wants to connect with me and and Joseph's like hey there's a couple other guys that I want you to connect with and and I just think that when we really slow my wife says Dr. Carson that we need to slow down to speed up.
1: Yes. Yes. Right.
0: We need to slow yeah. down to speed up and so thank you. Thank you for your heart to speak today. Uh, I'm excited that I believe that, that this is just the scratch of the surface of of a yes. relationship. I want to I want my wife to meet you and
1: Where do you all live at now?
0: We are in a little town called Groveland, Florida, which is just outside of Orlando. We're kind of between Disney and Ocala. So we're kind of in the Oh,
1: okay. Middle, I know where you're at.
0: kind of in the mm-hmm. middle. So I got palm trees on my right and I got the lake on my left. I live on the water, which Beautiful. is fantastic. Yeah. Yes. So so it's good. So thank you again. I say this as we end every podcast, you know, I'm so grateful for our time together today, but I say this, as I said in the middle of what we talked about, love God, love people and live with passion, vision and purpose. And the only way yes. that that happens is if you connect with Dr. Carson Get in the show notes, share this podcast with other yes. people so that they can hear it. You know, go to blastmovement.org. Just connect with her. Connect with, and I love this, and I'm going to finish with this today. Okay. I'm finish with a <laughs> quote from your mom. Ooh. Okay. Movements change, but commitment doesn't. And then you also said you don't have to talk about it no. to do it. Period right or exclamation point right like yes. you know, just right yes. there that's the end of it so yes as i said love god love people live with passion mm-hmm. and vision and purpose until the next mm-hmm. session of the heat fluence podcast mm-hmm. god bless you all thanks for listening have a great rest of your day bye-bye thank you for listening to the heat podcast we hope you enjoyed be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. And as always, you can follow Michael on all social media platforms at Michael David Huey or www.michaeldavidhuey.com. Until next time, God bless and take care.